Hello, it's Friday the 14th of April and welcome to the Better Business Show Friday 5 with me, Tom Idle. And over there on the other side of the internet, Vicky Knowles. Vix, how are you doing? Hello, I'm a bit under the weather this week actually, but inside I'm good. Just on the outside I'm not so good. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah I'm good I feel very rested had an awesome few days off at the end of last week uh, down in the Isle of Wight and I feel refreshed and ready to go again Vix and here we go we got another few days off for Easter Um, so yeah happy happy good Friday everybody Um, but yeah no rest for the wicked we're still hard at it Um, (laughs) so we're here to give you a rundown of the the very best stories from the last seven days in sustainable business uh, so this week, we're going to be talking about Christina Figueres' latest assessment of peak emissions. We're going to be looking at London's ambitious coffee cup recycling program, uh, River Simple's fundraising target being smashed, H&M wants to become climate positive, and we're also going to be looking at how mushrooms might replace sugar in our sweets. So lots of great stories this week, Vix. Let's get straight into it. Number five. Um, so, yeah, the former UN climate chief, Cristiana uh, Figueres, remains stubbornly optimistic that market trends are already in place to hit ambitious three-year targets as part of her, her Mission 2020 campaign, but only if the climate conversation is extended to a wider range of stakeholders and investors. Uh, so Mission 2020, this focuses on key uh, decarbonisation goals to what she calls bend the curve on global emissions and meet the scientific goals of the Paris Agreement. So she was out and about on Monday of this week speaking at the, the launch of this new campaign of hers. Uh, and she claimed that current trends matched by new investments, policies and a broadening of the conversation could turn the ambition into reality. Uh, so she says this is a call to collective intentionality, just like we had intentionality for the Paris Agreement. Now we need another wave to make sure we don't surpass the time frame for being in the moment uh, in which we truly bend the curve and descend emissions. The Paris Agreement presented climate change to an increasing array of stakeholders, she says, because we made the effort to extend that conversation and we want to take the circumference of the Paris Agreement talks and extend it. Talking to ourselves isn't going to get it done. We need to get across that boundary and bring other people on our side. Um, so yes, so the, the success of Mission 2020 very much hinges on key milestones, such as the ability of renewables to outperform fossil fuels by 2020. So don't, you know we're only a few years away from that. Uh, but the fact that emissions have flatlined during a prolonged period of economic growth, uh, Figueres says uh, she believes that this is uh, you know the target is definitely in reach. So you know plenty of positivity from someone that, that has been around the block and, uh, and knows about this stuff. Mm, 2020 is a scary place. Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, collective action, actually, uh, coffee, we love it, but there's been a lot about coffee cups um, in collective consciousness lately, as uh, I think here in the UK, we throw away 7 million coffee cups a day, and less than 1% are currently recycled. Um, so there's been a few initiatives going on, um, and a new one this April is a collaborative project from Hubbub, actually a so-called record collaboration between all of the coffee cup retailers, 35 businesses, the City of London and Network Rail at Liverpool Street Station called the Square Mile Challenge uh, in London. Um, So for this month, there'll be seven yellow coffee cup bins um, 
positioned on streets across the square mile to collect cups for recycling and to raise awareness of the campaign. And then a further 130 recycling points are going to be in place across coffee shops and businesses, and these will be staying until the end of the year. So um, the aim is to collect half a million coffee cups in the first month and then 5 million throughout 2017. Um, So the, the ones that are collected will be recycled in two ways. Um, processing it into a resin which is mixed with recycled plastic to create a new moldable plastic material. This can be then made into a range of products such as picnic benches, trays and coasters. And then the second involves separating the plastic lining and paper in the coffee cup. So the plastic can be removed and fibres can be recovered and made into products like cardboard containers. So I really hope this expands into other cities. I I was looking for my nearest and then realised it was all in London. Yeah, it's very much a London-centric thing. But I think Hubbub are doing some, some brilliant work. And of course, we had them on the show. Uh, so if you want to know more about Hubbub, then have a look at the website, betterbusiness.show, uh, and go through our back catalogue. You'll find Hubbub in there. I can't remember when we did it. It's a good few months now ago, mm. but they're, they're doing some good work. So speaking of which, number three this week, uh, we're going to be talking about River Simple, the world's only independent hydrogen fuel cell vehicle manufacturer. Uh, the Welsh company River Simple, uh, River, sorry, River Simple, a company, of course, we had on the show a few months back ago again as well. Uh, they have exceeded uh, their crowdfunding target of a million pounds, which will enable them to trial uh, affordable hydrogen cars for the first time. So they're going to build 20 of these hydrogen-powered cars, uh, which basically eliminate the environmental impact of personal transport by emitting just water. Uh, the first round of River Simple's crowdfunding campaign raised a final figure of $1.14 uh, million, uh, before closing at midnight on Sunday night. Uh, so Raza is is the, the model, and it's a culmination of 15 years of R&D by a team that includes XF1 and aerospace engineers uh, and the former Fiat design chief, So it's a two-seater car, as we explained in the show, uh, with a range of 300 miles. It refills in about three minutes and also generates kinetic energy recaptured from braking and drives at a top speed of 60 miles an hour. Um, And it's partnering with Monmouthshire County Council in Wales to run a 12-month trial of the Raza. Uh, Designs for a four-seater car and a light goods vehicle will be further developed once the Raza is commercially available in 2019. Uh, more than £4 million has already been awarded for Raza in grants from organisations including the Welsh Government and the EU. And the model will be available via an affordable, all-inclusive subscription sale of service model. So a bit like a mobile phone, phone contract. Again, if you're interested in this story, then then have a look at our back catalogue because we, we went into lots of detail about this. But it's a great, really good news uh, that they've reached this this target. And it just means that they can start trialling these vehicles and get them out on the roads. And uh, and this is the, you know, the start of the, the journey really for, for River Simple uh, to, to sort of go full commercialization and then and then roll out other models it's, it's a brilliant brilliant story that is super exciting actually um okay so number two um H&M wants to become climate positive uh throughout its entire supply chain by 2040 it, this is just uh one of the commitments announced in its sustainability report I think released last week um So to do this, the fashion company will focus on energy efficiency, renewable energy, and to address 
unavoidable emissions through activities strengthening the planet's ability to recover and resist climate change, as well as supporting technological in innovations, making it possible to absorb greenhouse gases. Um, another bold ambition is to use only recycled or other sustainably sourced materials in all its products by 2030. So by comparison, in 2016, the share was 26%. Um, and another goal is to annually collect at least 25,000 tons of textiles in its stores by 2020. You might have heard that they, you know, people can bring back their old garments. And I think they, whether they still do that voucher scheme. Um, but anyway, uh, so again, by comparison, the company collected 16,000 tons of textiles in 2016. And then finally, they are scaling up uh, fair living wage and industrial relations programs. Um which includes continuing work to implement improved wage management systems at supplier factories and trainings on workplace dialogue for workers and management. Uh, some 140 supplier factories are implementing this improved wage management systems covering around 250,000 workers. Um, and so Anna Gedder, head of sustainability at the H&M Group, says... Uh, we want to lead by example, pave the way and try new things, both when it comes to environmental and social side. To ultimately make fashion sustainable and sustainably and sustainability fashionable. Uh, our climate positive strategy is one way of doing this. Very good. And obviously not the first time we've had H&M featured on the Friday Five doing some really interesting stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Good, good stuff. So that's number two. Is number one this week. Uh, are mushrooms the next big thing in sweets? So there's a Colorado-based startup called Mycotechnology, and they've created a mushroom extract that stops taste buds from detecting bitter flavours from ingredients in popular foods and drinks, such as coffee and cereal and chocolate. Um, so the marketing guys behind this, a guy called Josh Hahn, he says sugar is an inexpensive ingredient to cover up flavour deficits like sourness and bitterness. Uh, and so Mycotechnology, um, founded in 2012 and has raised $10 million in venture capital. While Mycotechnology isn't the only company developing bitter blockers, as they're called, its use of mushrooms is certainly novel. The company also claims to have created a blocker that can cover a wider range of bitter flavours than the often synthetic bitter blockers made by different competitors. So makers of uh, snacks and drinks and sweets and other sort of processed foods are using these bitter blockers as part of the broader effort to reduce sugar in their products. Uh, so no, no sort of mean feat this really. Uh, that's basically because they're, they're facing lots of public scrutiny uh, about the role of sugar play, uh, playing out in, in sort of, you know, causing health problems such as type 2 diabetes, obesity. Um, there was a scientific paper published last year which showed a decades-long effort by sugar and food companies to fund research that sought to minimise the connections between sugar and heart disease. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's new, particularly in the US, new dietary guidelines issued last year which took a new direction and advised Americans to limit how much added sugar they consume to no more than 10% of their daily calories. Uh, and the national average at the moment uh, is about 13% and above 16% for kids. Uh, so the US government then added a requirement which takes effect in 2018 that food labels display the amount of sugar, including syrups and honey, added to food and drink. Um, so adding bitter blockers is one of the ways to really hide 
these kind of flavours that are inherent in, in common food ingredients. Uh, but they can also camouflage the bitter aftertaste of sugar substitutes, such as stevia, uh, which promises to deliver the sweet taste of sugar without the calories. Roughly 75% of the items sold in supermarkets contain added sugars, according to a new study in the Journal of uh, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. So Myco Technology is making its blocker from mycelia, which is the, the thread-like strands that grow underground as part of a mushroom's root system. The mycelia are dried and crushed into a a tasteless, odourless powder that's added to foods to block the signals that the brain sends to the taste receptors on the tongue when they detect bitter flavours. So some really, really interesting stuff going on. Uh, sugar is, is up there as, as sort of one of those issues that is not going to go away anytime soon and uh, lots of food companies really grappling with this. But that's a really interesting company, Myco, uh, Myco Technology, if you're interested. Um, so we'll put all the links from today's stories in the uh, the notes attached to this podcast. Uh, but that is it for another week. Um, Vix, I hope you have a lovely Easter weekend. Thank um, you. Speaking of sugar, I hope you get a nice Easter egg to suck <laughs> yes. into. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Absolutely. And you as well. Um, but yes, happy Easter one and all. Uh, seeing as it is Easter Monday next week, so no main show uh, on Monday but we'll be back again this time next week uh, with another Friday Five and we'll do it all again Vix um, yeah. so until then have a good one wherever you are and uh, we'll see you soon <laughs>